Welcome to episode 25 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. In this episode, we will take a break from Supercross and look at the NHRA. I'm going to be a little bit late in this one, about about a week, but, uh, you know, like I said, stuff happens. But in this episode, we will look at the NHRA Gator Nationals. So, and I, in my preview podcast, I said uh, NHRA, obviously because of the COVID situation and California restrictions, they said, screw it, let's go to Florida where there is no restrictions, and you could definitely see in the stands, packed grandstands, and that's something that I hope you see across the country starting in 2021 over the summer. I know in Minnesota... Uh, there is a 10,000 fan limit, and I shall be going to Brainerd when that happens. So, uh, hope I'm, uh, that event will be happening. I just I don't see governments going back to what they were when the pan- pandemic started. So, uh, the I watched all of the telecasts, and uh, Fox did a wonderful job on all the qualifying. I just. Uh, I have to, it was a, uh, I saw the numbers, it was the third highest rated NHRA telecast that they have ever had, and that's great to see when uh, a lot of the uh, TV sports, uh, TV ratings are down in general, but sports have kind of taken a hit lately, and uh, when NHRA gets its third highest level it's ever had, that's wonderful to see. So, when we look at NHRA, they always start and end with top fuel. So, in this case, let's start off with top fuel. So, uh, an unnamed, unknown person won his first event ever, and his name was, was Josh Hart. And, truth be told, I had never heard of him. Uh, the one thing I will say about him is he he is probably like the most monotone individual I have ever seen in my life. He he had when you look at his numbers throughout the entire day, they they were okay. Uh, he got extremely lucky in the first round over Clay Milligan, and then after that he did an eighty three, an eighty one, and an eighty two. So. Overall, it was a kind of a bracket car experience, and uh, he he won he won his first race. If if you would have thought I the first you know the thing is is that uh, when even when they don't go to or even when they do go to Pomona, it's it's one of those things where you might get an oddball win sometimes. But uh, lately, uh, Doug Coletta has been kind of dominating, so. You know, maybe go to Gator Nationals, you may get a different result. But this is not the not the result that I thought that was going to happen. So uh, he extremely benefited from uh, Justin Ashley's uh, car breaking, uh, Steve Torrance uh, uh, smoking the tires, and then Clay Milliken smoking the tires, and then um, Sean Langdon <laughs> smoking the tires. So... Either way, uh, he had a consistent race car. That's what you have to ask for. And he is going to be your points leader going into the the second round 
Uh, obviously, they've already had some scheduling changes because um, uh, COVID and uh, state restrictions. But uh, either way, uh, Josh Hart, good job winning your first main event ever. Uh, for Sean Langdon, uh, it's good for you. He, he is the runner-up in the main event. Uh, when looking at him, he's probably extremely glad to be back in top fuel after his funny car stint did not go well. Uh, you know, sometimes switching, not every rider is going to, or sorry, rider, every driver is going to, uh, you know, not every driver is going to be translating to a funny car. Obviously, you have your talented drivers as a Kenny Bernstein or a uh, Gary Selzy or um, uh, uh, Ron Caps per se. But either way, uh, he is, uh, you can tell that he is much better in a top field dragster, and he is a championship contender. So uh, he is going to be second in points from this point forward. And, you know, he could possibly win the championship this year. It's just going to be a matter of if he has a fast enough car. Uh, the semifinal contenders, it was uh, Justin Ashley. Obviously, I mentioned uh, before, uh, Justin Ashley qualified real well. Uh, the one asset that Justin Ashley has is he is the fastest uh, driver off the tree. That's the one thing that a, a Steve Torrance is going to have to contend with, and, and Doug Coletta. So, uh, actually, when um, uh, Doug Coletta uh, lost to Justin Ashley, Doug, Doug Coletta actually had a faster reaction time. I think he realized that he's going to have to have that, but uh, Doug Coletta still uh, smoked the tires. But uh, for Justin Ashley, he's uh, going to... He, he just has to watch the mechanicals and smoking of the tires, but for the reaction time purposes, he's going to beat a lot of people and be a championship contender just to basis on that. And by starting the season by going to the semifinals is a good result for Justin Ashley. Uh, for Antoine, Antoine Brown was the other semifinalist. Uh, it, this is actually a good, solid start for him. Uh, he ran a uh, 375 in the first round. Uh, obviously, qualifying 10th is not where he wants to be, but he ran a 375, which was a solid number in the first round, and then he ran a 380 in the second round. You know, that's good for him. Uh, the one thing Antron Brown has struggled in the last few years since he won the championship has been getting out of the first and second rounds and getting to the semis is something that he needs to do. And, uh, you know, if it's uh, the team, for his team purposes, smoking the tires and just not qualifying well, it's just, I, I don't know what's going on with the team, but, uh, you know, it's just something where he just needs to get going on rounds and starting the season, getting to the semis is where he needs to go. Uh, losers in the second round, it, it you know somewhere, uh, Steve Torrance lost in the second round. He looked good in qualifying, qualified number one, and you thought maybe he was going to look good throughout the day, but uh, he struggled in the second round. Obviously, he smoked the tires, and that was the upset by uh, Josh Hart. 
Uh, you know, that tends to happen with uh, Steve Torrance. We'll have to see if that's going to be a trend. Obviously, he's going to go for his uh, fourth championship of the year. Uh, one thing you have to worry about is if, if the team, where where's the team at? Uh, his uh, father kind of had similar issues, so maybe it was just kind of a setup. Uh, Doug Coletta, you know, good first round, not a good second round. So, uh, obviously, switching to um, not having the race at Pomona, maybe that was a difference. But, obviously, starting the season out with a round two loss is not the way Doug Coletta, Doug Coletta wants to start. But, it's early in the season, so uh, hopefully, maybe he has a good result next round. Uh, Billy Torrance uh, lost in the second round. It's going to be interesting to see if it was just maybe, like I said before, maybe this is an issue like with Steve. I don't know. Uh, Leah Pruitt uh, down on power, obviously going losing to a three. Uh, she ran a three eighty eight. Uh, obviously going to lose to a three seventy six with Sean Langdon. Uh, by the way, congrats to Leah Pruitt. She announced her engagement to Tony Stewart. So hopefully they have a great marriage going forward. Uh, also, by the way, for Leah Pruitt, uh, she just um, the one thing that she needs to work on is just running the numbers. She tends to struggle on certain aspects of, of racing, uh, just losing in early rounds. That's what she tends to do, kind of like what Antron Brown does. So we'll have to see. Uh, when looking at first-round upsets, there, there really wasn't much. Uh, just... Um, uh, Clay Milligan was kind of upset by Josh Hart, even though they were the kind of eight nine qualifiers. But uh, it would have been nice to see Clay, if Clay would have ran a better number than over Josh, uh, then maybe uh, that Josh Hart doesn't win that main event. Oh, uh, I guess uh, the other upset <laughs> I kind of missed this one. Sorry, um, Justin Ashley beat Brittany Force uh, on on a whole shot. You know, when I talked about uh, Justin Ashley uh, beating people on hole shots, this actually did happen. It happened to Brittany. Brittany ran a 372, which actually was the one of the the second fastest uh, time in the entire first round, and she lost. And it was just pretty simple where she uh, he ran an 034 light. Or so he ran an 034 light, she ran an 072 light, and you're not going to make that up when you're that late on the line, and he runs a solid number. So it's, it was a bad matchup for her in the first round. Obviously, it was her first race in over a year, so uh, she's going to have to improve on that. She ran, also ran, ran actually the fastest uh, top speed of the race, so. She had a great car, and she probably would have had a great opportunity to win the race as well. It's just something she's going to have to improve on going forward. So, uh, uh, Looking at the points, Josh Hart will take the points lead over Sean Langdon. That will be a 19-point points lead. Uh, Antoine Brown and Justin Ashley are tied at third points. Steve Torrance is fifth. Billy Torrance is sixth. Doug Clutt is seventh. Leah Pruitt is 8th, uh, Brittany Forrest is ninth, and Mike Salinas is 10th. Alright, now we go to Fuel Funny Car. Uh, what I found interesting about this is uh, J.R. Todd won the race, 
And uh, if you take out the pandemic, uh, the last two champions of a regular racing within the series are the finalists of the racing. And that would be J.R. Todd and Robert Height. And uh, when you look at all the racing within uh, Sunday's race, these two were the best cars. And, uh, well, the final round, these guys raced. These guys kind of had to do a pedal fest. But uh, during the competition, though, uh, these two were the best cars. So it, I think that uh, these two, the championship pretty much, I think, will come down to these two cars. I, uh, Robert Height. Uh, probably should have been the three-time champion, but kind of struggled in the countdown. That's what kind of opened the door to J.R. Todd. But either way, he still won that championship. And uh, Robert Height looked strong the first couple races before the pandemic hit. And it looks like he's continuing to go look forward, go, I mean, go forward into 2021. And if that's tr true, uh, I would be scared if I'm the field. So, because uh, Robert Height is looking to dominate this season. And if Jack Beckman and Tommy Johnson Jr. aren't racing, uh, that's two DSR cars that would kind of overtake John Force. And you take those two cars out, Ron Caps and Matt Hagen might not necessarily are able to beat the Force cars. That's kind of going to hurt the field. Either way, good race for J.R. Todd and good race for Robert Height. Uh, when you look at the uh, semifinalists, uh, good, good, good race for Cruz Pepperdine. He they they made highlight multiple times in the broadcast that the cruiser only uh, won three rounds last year. Well, he won two. He almost run one multiple, almost more than that within this one race. So it looks like the uh, with buying. Uh, new um, parts, pieces, and a whole new team coming on. It looks like Cruz has an opportunity to improve his whole operation going forward. So good for him. Uh, Bob Tasca, the one thing about him I felt was amazing is that he actually uh, beat Matt Hagen. Uh, he had a, he actually ran faster than Matt Hagen in, in the first round. And I felt that was something maybe even five years ago that I never felt that was actually even possible. So that was like the most the most impressive thing that I could ever see from Bob Tasca. And I and to me that could showed me that Bob Tasca's program is heading in the correct direction for him. So good for him, and good start for Bob Tasca getting to the semifinals because uh, the one thing. I mentioned that maybe a few drivers like Antron Brown that struggle sometimes to get out of the first round. Uh, typically, like Bob Tasca struggles to get out of the first round, and that's kind of why he struggles to make the countdown. And that kind of goes in the realm of not qualifying well and getting in piss-poor matchups. But if Bob can get qualifying well, and you, you can also think John Forrest in that matter because typically... The reason why he struggles to win the latter half of his championships have been losing in first-round matchups, and that's because he's not qualifying well. So if Bob or any of the other guys start qualifying better, you're getting better first-round matchups. Uh, your second-round losses, uh, obviously Bob was racing well. So he beat Ron Caps, who didn't uh, 
didn't race well. Uh, John Forrest lost to Robert Hyde. Obviously, as I said before, Robert is riding really well. John had an up-and-down day. Uh, they, they made note in the broadcast, again, that he tested very well, but qualifying, he barely made the show. He had to go to the last qualifying session to made that number where he qualified number five. But then um, he smoked the tires in the first qualifying session, and then they they forgot to take the throttle stop off second qualifying session, and then he made the third one. Uh, then in the first round, he made a good number with 391, and he need to because Paul Lee ran a good number too. But then in the second round, he uh, sm- sm- smoked the tires up a little bit. Actually, it was sideways. But uh, for John, he made the second round. At least uh, that's uh, at least that's something to look positive. And like I said, if Jack Beckman, who's kind of been his kryptonite in the series, is not racing, and all you have to look forward to is Ron Caps and uh, Matt Hagen, this could be an opportunity for Robert Height or John Forrest to win the championship this year. Uh, Alexis Chisoria, actually, uh, she was qualified second, which is great for her because she typically doesn't qualify that well. Uh, she lost to Cruz, who's having a good season too. Uh, she uh, now she lost. She only ran a 403, which is a problem because you need to run faster. She actually also had a horrific uh, reaction time that led also led to her loss. But um, as I mentioned, uh, drivers who tend to lose in the first round, she also kind of loses in the first round a lot, and she needs to improve on that if she wants to make the countdown because there's going to be a lot of tough drivers. Uh, Tim Wilkerson, uh, he qualified third, which is great for him. He lost a tough matchup. Uh, he had a late reaction time, and then the, he lost to J.R. Todd. With, he just didn't run a good number, a, a 394 to a, a 397. Uh, First-round losses, notable Bob Tasca beat Matt Hagen uh, for his championship defense. That's kind of not the way you want to start. Um, uh, Bobby Bodie, uh, he ran a solid number if uh, Robert Height struggled at any point. Uh, Paul Lee ran a great number if he would if he had uh, if John would have struggled at all, uh, and Blake Alexander if um, not he's uh, writing for Jim Head this season if uh, just off the pace that's the only thing I would note for him. Uh, pro stock uh, for a note uh, Greg Anderson won he's approaching slowly but surely uh, approaching 100 wins. Uh, he's going to be one of the uh, second in the pro categories to reach that number. Obviously, John Force is far and beyond him. Uh, but uh, for Greg Anderson, a lot of his tough competition is gone. So uh, Erica Anders is probably going to be his uh, the only competition this year in the end for the championship. So uh, we'll have to see. He's going to have a head start in this one because Erica lost in the first round. I'll get to her in a little bit. But Greg wins, take a, takes a massive points lead over her. He beats uh, Troy Coughlin Jr., who uh, takes over for his uncle. Uh, good start for him. He he can uh, he can drive. He, obviously, he was riding in the pro mod class, so uh, we'll have to see how well he does from this point uh, point forward. Uh, uh, Greg beat uh, Derek Kramer in the semifinals, and uh, Mason Gehe. 
he is his uh, son or he is um sorry his father is chris but for mason good for him on uh, making the semi his first ever semifinals. Uh, not much to say, either, even in the second round, Alex Laughlin, who decided to show up at the last minute, um, didn't have a good reaction time and only ran, it was, uh, kind of slow. Uh, Kyle Korsecki lost to Derek Kramer, uh, Ferrando Kudra Jr., um, he, uh, red-lighted and then ran a really bad time, and then, uh, Matt Hartford beat Mace McGate. The one thing I will say, it's kind of the pro side class is kind of kind of a rebuilt class right now because with a lot of the turnover lately, which is fine because you need a lot of young talent. Uh, the the first round notables is uh, Kenny Delco. Uh, he actually is going to be in a better car this year. The one problem he had is that he had had such a bad reaction time. He actually ran a six six fifty four. But and he he should have beat Mason McGehee because Mason only ran a uh, 6:59, but because uh, Kenny Delco's reaction time was so piss poor, uh, Mason won. And then uh, the other highlight was Erica Enders. Erica Erica's reaction time was so bad too, uh, compared to oh, I guess. A 40 isn't bad, but compared when when your uh, opponent runs a point two one, you know you're gonna have a tough matchup there, and and she lost. So uh, when looking at the uh, standings, I actually I kind of forgot to run the uh, funny car standings. I will do that in a minute. But when looking at the the pro stock standings, uh, it's gonna be Greg Anderson, Troy Coughlin, uh, Derek Kramer, Mason McGay is fourth, Matt Hartford is fifth. Kyle Korczewski is 6th, Alex Laughlin is 7th, Fernando Quadra is 8th, Erica Enders is ninth, and then Kenny Delco is 10th. That first round loss for Erica Enders puts her 79 points behind Greg Anderson. So it's going to be a little bit of a tough build. Now there's going to be 22 to 23 events, so it is, it, it's going to be very possible for her, for her to get back, but it's just going to be kind of a long grind. Uh, the uh, funny car points is uh, J.R. Todd's first, Robert Hyde's second, Cruz Pebergon is third, third, uh, Bob Tasca is fourth, Ron Caps is fifth, Alexis Gisoria is sixth, Tim Wilkerson is seventh, John Force is eighth, Matt Hagen is ninth, and Paul Lee is tenth. The last class I will talk about is Pro Stock Motorcycle. Uh, the one thing I will mention about this class, uh, ProMod, um, I'm going to wait to talk about ProMod class until I watch it. Uh, obviously, they don't really, they do the ProMod class separately on TV, and I don't, I'm not paying for, until I start getting paid for this podcast, I'm not actually going to uh, uh, pay for uh, some of this stuff uh, to uh, watch it. So anyway, uh, ProSock Motorcycle. The one thing about the broadcast that really bugged me out is they did not actually explain about the Harley Davidson problems. Why, you know, former champions uh, Andrew Hines and Eddie Krawick aren't racing. You would think you would mention about them why, like Andrew Sampe, a very talented driver, is why why your two most uh, talented drivers aren't or riders aren't racing, but. Not one mention of it, and I, I felt that was extremely disappointing on the broadcast. But um, 
uh, Matt Smith, dominating performance all day. Uh, even though he qualified number two, uh, he was he dominated. He ran 200 miles per hour the every single uh, race he raced in. That's the first time that's ever happened in pro stock motorcycle history. And uh, get used to it because uh, that's something that is probably going to maintain. Uh, Matt Smith won the championship the, in 2020, and he started the season off. I think Angel is going to be extremely close as soon as they get more testing on the motorcycle, and she probably can contend for that championship. Obviously, she put up that number when she was running a 676. She can run that too. Uh, Ryan O'Lear just, just realistically had no shot of winning because Matt Smith was going to uh, win that. Um, Scotty Palachek. Uh, he ran a solid number. I think he. Uh, I, I feel Angel should have beat him in round two, except he just he he got a point zero zero two light. Obviously, that's gonna be almost impossible to beat, and he got he got got extremely lucky, and then he kind of had a he had a mechanical in the semis, which let Ryan get to the finals. So it would have been, and so I feel. Angel should have been in the final. We would have got Angel versus Matt Smith, but that's not how it worked out, and that's not how drag racing works. Uh, Steve Johnson, a uh, good start to the season for him, makes his semis. Uh, with some of the lack of talent that we have uh, without the Craywicks and the Heinzes, uh, Steve Johnson should have a solid year this year, should get top five in points if, if things work out for him. So hopefully it does. Uh, like I said, Sky Apologek made it to semis too. Uh, good to see Karen Sofer back. Uh, she had a qualified fifth. She was run solid. The one issue that she ran into, she um, uh, red lighted. So she's going to have to fix those problems going forward. Uh, Hector Arano Jr. ran a solid number against Matt Smith. Just um, kind of just uh, next time needs to go, maybe he, he needed to have a whole shot to win. It's just he uh, needed to be a little quicker on the light. Uh, Chris Bostic in the second round had a uh, mechanical. Uh, notables in the first round. Nice to see Micah Phillips still racing, even when, even when he can. Uh, Jerry Savoie, mechanical. Sucky for the uh, former champion. Minnesota guy, Jimmy Underdahl. Jimmy Underdahl kind of struggled. And then uh, uh, Angie Smith still racing. Uh, just uh, need a little bit of quicker reaction time and then didn't have enough of ET to beat Hector Arana Jr. So for the points lead for the uh, Pro Stock Motorcycle will be Matt Smith is number one, Ryan O'Lear is two, Steve Johnson is three, Scotty Polachek is four, Angel Sampe, the other title contender in my opinion, is 52 points down, Karen Stouffer is six, Hector Arana Jr. is seventh, Chris Bostic is 8th, Joey Gladstone is ninth, and Angie Smith is 10th. So that is my first review of the NHRA Gator Nationals. Uh, the next race here, as I load it up, will be the Vegas Four Wide Nationals. That will be April 8th, or sorry, April 16th through the 18th. Uh, they were supposed to have the Lucas Oil NHRA Winter Nationals at Pomona, but because of the they, they want more fans there and the COVID restrictions in California, they were kind of hoping that they would uh, lessen them out, but they're not. So uh, 
it just it just sucks and then uh, according to the NHRA website the NHRA Southern Nationals at Atlanta Dragway is announced for April 30th through May 2nd is going to be the last one ever there I don't know what's going on there but um, just announced it's going to be the last one so if you want to go go uh, obviously we'll review these last two uh, probably we'll see I'll, I'll watch the pro mod one and I'll probably review it uh, at some point probably talk about it a little bit during the four wide just to make the podcast a little longer so either way that was the first time I've ever reviewed NHRA I hope you uh, enjoyed it uh, my next few podcasts uh, I'm, I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League here shortly uh, I will have a review of that and then uh, Godzilla vs. Kong we have a couple of weeks off of Supercross, so we won't talk about that for a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, NHRA, and it's going to be uh, about a month away from that. Uh, we have some NFL news here. Uh, obviously, uh, Vikings, I want to talk about uh, Patrick Peterson obviously going there. The uh, Deshaun Watson sexual assault fiasco that's going on. The NFL TV, TV deals are now signed, so... There are some other newsworthy stuff to talk about. I'll have a podcast coming up on all that stuff. So either way, everyone, thank you for taking your time out in your day to listening to my shows. Uh, Everyone, have a good night.